Welcome back to Scarlet and Maze. I'm Adam. I'm Zach. So I got a text on Saturday night from a friend that said, really got f***ed. If you beat my team, hats off. If you win on shit calls, not sure how I feel. That was from a friend of mine who's an Ohio State fan, but not you. I'm not, Zach didn't say that. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't even say that. With that, let's jump into Ohio State <laughs> 41, Georgia 42. Yeah, so um, it was it was tough, really tough loss after after the whole game. Like being up, I think they were up. They were down like twenty four seconds in the first half. Like Michigan, sorry, Georgia took Georgia took that lead right before the half. Uh, then Ohio State drove right down the field and scored a touchdown. Like it was nothing. After that touchdown to take the lead back, I was like, Ohio State should just like. Georgia knew Ohio State was going to pass there. There wasn't very much time left in the half at all, and they knew Ohio State was going to want to score since Georgia had the lead and was getting the ball back. Like, and they just did what they wanted. And I was like, if Ohio State doesn't come out and just do this the rest of the game, then I don't know what. But then they kind of did. But then Marvin Harrison Jr. got hurt, which sucked. That was, was that's a brutal my brutal hit. Like, it was a brutal hit, and it was a questionable call. But I'm not going to like dwell on that, complain about that, because there's no reason. I mean, that's all said and done, but. My my only thing is I feel like CJ, like some people like I'm curious if CJ was actually trying to throw that to Marv, but I assume he's. I just thought he was to trying to throw out. it away and didn't get enough. Yeah, on it to throw it away. Yeah, my thing is just throw it out of the throw it out the side of, out to the sideline. I don't know why he's trying to throw it out of the back of the end zone, yeah. but um, yeah, that's my only criticism I have criticism I have of CJ all game. If he throws that ball to the sideline instead of out of the back of the end zone, if if he is trying to throw the ball away in general, like. It's it could be very well a different game if Marvin Harrison's still in there, which I mean you can't he's he's not gonna know that Marv's gonna get hurt he does not not gonna know that he's gonna put Marvin harm's way on that play. Yeah. Besides besides whether or not it was a penalty, I do think it was a dirty hit because that DB could have easily made a play on the ball, but instead he saw eighteen and just decided to smoke him. But um, no, that whole game that whole game was tough. I really felt like the whole way. After Ohio State's first drive, after them regaining the lead in the first half that whole way, I really had this strong feeling that Ohio State was going to get it done and win the game. But, I mean, the defense was the biggest problem, but I don't want to dwell on the biggest problem. I just want to shout out C.J. Stroud, man. After all the crap from you, after all the crap from... I mean, he didn't take anything I said personally. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't. (laughs) After all the crap from Ohio State fans, after all the crap from... The media, all the crap from everyone. This guy balled out against arguably the, I mean, the best defense in the country. He just absolutely shredded them, and he definitely made a lot of money on that game uh, going into this uh, NFL draft. And him and the receivers, they just couldn't couldn't do no wrong that game. And I just, it sucks they didn't get it done at the end. Like I felt like CJ. That was only. I only have one complaint about CJ was that not him not throwing it away to the sideline on that play. Then I have one complaint about Ryan Day's play calling is getting cute on that last drive. And why on earth did he run the ball? First of all, once they got in field goal, once they got in field goal range, mm-hmm. and like I couldn't go, believe go that Georgia touchdown. did not slow down once they got in the like inside the thirty or twenty five when they had the ball oh, yeah. on their last drive. I was like, take the air out of the ball now and make Ohio State either take their timeouts or you run the clock down. But they just scored so quick. They acted, honestly, like Michigan should have on their, I think, second-to-last drive or third-to-last. I don't know. My thing is with those, like, 
If you got a touchdown, take it. Especially if you're behind. Like if you're ahead. My my problem isn't with the play. My problem is with the speed they ran the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. left a lot of time on the play clock, two or three plays in a row. That's yeah, all that's I'm fair. That's fair. But yeah, you. I mean, you don't want to all of a sudden take a few different. Like something doesn't go your way, and you get a first down, and then all of a sudden there's no time left for you. You don't want to get too cute with that. I don't know, but. I think I mean they left like a minute fifty. Yeah, that's fair. There, there was a lot of time left. Yeah, that's. I was sure Ohio State was winning when Georgia scored. Yeah, when Georgia. I just thought there was too much time. I thought they were going to get obviously a closer kick for Ruggles, but oh yeah. my gosh! I, once they got that, once they got close, I was like, just keep going, just score a touch, go score a touchdown. Like if you score a touchdown, uh, then mm-hmm. then you get the two point conversion. Then the game is just. I mean, yeah. if, if you just don't get the two-point conversion, you're set you score, up. Yeah, if you score, it's probably over at that yeah, point. Yeah, I did not like that settling there. I mean, they obviously on second or third down, they still tried to go downfield, but it didn't seem like they had anything real drawn up or anything. But um, wasting that time out on that run play, then, yeah. That that my only criticism of Ryan Day, uh, his play calling. and But, yeah, Ryan Day, his – Jim Knowles, I think, is the biggest issue of that game. And, like, it's still – not super great talent. Like, the defensive backs just aren't talented enough to run that defense or what he wants. Like, to be in cover. They're not four-star, five-stars? I'm not familiar with um, okay. Ronnie Hickman's star, but he does not play like he's a four-star, five-star. <laughs> he got absolutely burned on that play, and he just wasn't somebody that should have been lined up against him that on that deep ball. That guy that runs a 4-2, 4-3 speed, like... Come on now. You can't be in cover one up two scores. Like, I'm all for not be going to prevent defense, but you you can't have one safety deep and just have someone get burned like that Yeah. when you're up two scores in the fourth quarter. Like, that that was a huge note call in the game. Also, a, whole, a huge mistake in the game by the defense coordinator, but it'll be interesting. Like, I'm not going to – I'm not ready to give up on Knowles. Like, he's had one year there, and – those guys are still learning that system, and they're bringing in some really talented younger guys that um, were just true freshmen this year. Well, Sonny Styles is a five-star. C.J. Hicks is a five-star. They got some other guys coming in. Both those guys were freshmen this year. Sonny Styles even reclassified. was supposed to be in high school this year, and he was playing in that game, um, lining up on – I think I – I was trying to pay attention to when he was coming in because it didn't seem like he played much after the first drive or two, but I think they were literally just subbing him in when Darnell Washington was in, but then he got hmm. hurt. So oh. then – so then he stopped going in, but um, it was it was. I mean, at least, I mean, there's no moral victories, but at least they didn't get blown out like they have in semifinals before. And Ohio State proved that they belonged in that game and belonged in the Final Four and were one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, uh, I said after the Michigan game, during the Ohio State game, that I didn't care at all who won this game anymore, and that was true at the time. But man, I have to say. It was at least a little magical for me when as Noah Ruggles missed the kick that would have won the game, fireworks erupted in my neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, I also have to say I've seen some of the comments on his Instagram telling him to transfer or kill himself and stuff. I mean, come on, man. Yeah. Like <laughs> That's not something I'd ever say to anybody at all, period, and especially a college athlete that, like, he's a, he's a kid. He missed he, a kick. Yeah. It's, and, he, and he made two other ones that put him in that position. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I made fun of C.J. Stroud, but after the the Michigan game when he had his we're not defined by one game thing. Yeah. Uh, but the fans really should take a page out of his book when he said it's just a game. It's kids throwing a ball in his Dr. Pepper commercial 
after the Michigan game. <laughs> Seriously, though. I didn't realize he was in a Dr. Pepper commercial. He's, <laughs> I don't know if you're serious. I'm being dead serious. I missed there's, that somehow. There, no, there's a new Dr. Pepper commercial, not him, where it's like, oh. why aren't you mad enough? And he's like, it's just a game. <laughs> anyway, I thought you were saying CJ Stroud said that for real. No, I was just making fun of CJ Stroud again. Gotcha. Um, but <laughs> uh, I'm glad that Noah struggled on that kick. But I also really do feel bad for him that he has to deal with the same yeah. fans that made Kirk Herbstreet move after a while. I mean, I think he moved back to Ohio, but he moved out of Ohio for a while. I mean, I don't like Kirk Herbstreet. I mean, it's it has nothing just, to do with what he did on the field. I just don't think he's a yeah, good commentator. But. <laughs> you also didn't make him feel threatened enough that he had to leave his home. Yeah, I wasn't alive. So. Um, Ohio State gave up 533 yards of offense to Georgia, obviously 42 points, which was more points and yeah. yards than Michigan gave up to Georgia last year, for the record. Yeah. Um, thankfully, Their offense showed up. They did. <laughs> thankfully for Jim Knowles and for you, next season Ohio State – Basically, as Michigan's out of conference schedule with Youngstown State, Western Kentucky, and Notre Dame. Yeah. Three cupcake walkover easy wins. Shout out, Robbie and Josiah. Uh huh. And their first real test outside of playing at Purdue on October 14th will be Penn State on the 21st. But Purdue is going to be a whole new regime. Who yeah. knows if it. I do. They brought in Graham Harrell, right, to run the offense. The defense should be better than it was under. Jeff Brom, but yeah. and then Penn State's breaking in a new quarterback, so Purdue really might be a tougher game. I also hate James Franklin, as we all know. Yeah. Uh, so who know? Like, Aller might be good. He might be bad. James Franklin. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Looking ahead to next year, at Notre Dame is always tough, especially since they're rumored to bring in Sam Hartman and a quarterback uh, who's a really good transfer. Uh, then you're always worried when you play at Purdue. I mean, even before Brom. I think I had pulled up. I had found this stat a while ago that I think it's Purdue that has like the best record against Ohio State at home since 2000, and that goes that dates back to before Brom. So Ohio State That's just true. historically struggles at Purdue. So that that will be one you will not want to look past. So then they play per, per Penn State. I didn't realize the next week. But yeah, that's at least at home. But I mean. Man. You, you don't want to think Ohio State overlooks Purdue, but with Penn State the next week, yeah. it could be a trap game right. at Purdue. I don't know. Uh, Michigan 45, TCU 51. So two things can be true at once. Michigan and J.J. McCarthy in particular made some fatal mistakes in the game, clearly yeah. with the two pick sixes, and there were two officiating errors. Can't even call them mistakes. That were, A, the difference on the scoreboard, and B, prematurely ended the game. I don't want to go on and on about the officials. Don't worry, Zach. But I'm also not going to act like they didn't impact a six-point game where they took seven points off the board for no reason, and the game was ended by the officials about 60 yards and 40 seconds too soon. Moving on. Okay, that said, two things can be true. J.J. McCarthy made some fatal mistakes in this game, and he still played well enough to put Michigan in a position to win the game. True sophomore, 19 years old. I saw mainly Michigan State and Notre Dame fans talk about how terrible he is while their team's uh, players were probably out partying for New Year's Eve because their seasons were over Mm -hmm. for Michigan State, long over. Uh, Michigan State had more players arrested this season than points scored on Michigan. Michigan State this season had more players arrested than snaps played in a bowl game combined, so I'm not sure why they're talking at all, but whatever. I do want to give credit to my friend, our friends, 
Joe and Carlos, both Michigan State fans, for having reasonable takes on the game. Uh, I'm not joking. I received texts from 14 different Michigan State fans and two Notre Dame fans projectile vomiting, streaming, steaming hot diarrhea all over the place, just trying, trying to scrape together some semblance of football happiness through Michigan's first loss of the year in the college football playoff after another conference championship. I mean, it's like, have some self-awareness, right? Like, yeah. if you like TCU, if you like Georgia, great. If your season's over and you did worse, <laughs> maybe shut up. I don't know. Realistically, mm-hmm. if the four-team playoff wasn't going away and, like, Michigan just was – they had Harbaugh for the next 20 years, wouldn't this not be their best shot at a playoff win? I I think so. I also think we put way too much into Vegas saying what should happen in a game. What do you mean? I think the spread – changes our view on a game way too much. I said all leading up that TCU is underrated, that they were being overlooked, that TCU is really good. No, but still, like... I do, like, this was a, a better draw than I think they will probably get. Michigan played bad and still could have won. I don't think that that will always be the case where Michigan can play this bad and still have a chance to win. Yeah. But I also... Don't think that this means that they're doomed to never win again. I don't know. This was probably the worst three seed since 2014 in Florida State. Maybe. I mean, Florida State might have been the two seed. I'm just going off the top of my head. They yeah. lost to Oregon. They I'm just saying I think TCU is underrated still. I was impressed with TCU in some of the things they did. I think Michigan was better. Michigan should have won. Yeah. I'm disappointed that Michigan lost. But I don't think TCU is like Cincinnati last year. I think this TCU team would kill Cincinnati last year. Yeah, but you'd have to be the one seed to play Cincinnati last year. I mean, I'm not talking about seeds. I'm just saying we're talking about matchups. Because it easily could have happened where Georgia loses one in the SEC and then Michigan's the one seed. Honestly, I don't honestly know. don't know if this TCU team kills. I think I think that Cincinnati team's a little underrated too. Like They, they played a really good Bama team, and Bama wins that national championship if the receivers don't get hurt last year. Like Maybe. I mean, hypothetically – Hypothetically, yeah, it's all hypothetical. But Alabama honestly would have beat Georgia if the receivers don't get hurt last year. And uh, Cincinnati, I mean, hung, I think Cincinnati Michigan hung with Georgia for with Alabama for most of that game. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Michigan wins this game if Blake Corum's not hurt. You know, like if we're going to yeah. start saying, oh, if there's not injuries, they yeah, wouldn't have fumbled at the one. Yeah, I'm saying it hasn't. I'm not saying that it has nothing to do with Michigan. We're just talking about TCU right now. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I. I agree that this looked like Michigan's best shot to make the natty. I don't think that this means that Michigan has no shot. I think Michigan was upset in a game that they played bad and TCU played well. Period. I don't know. I think I mean, if they play 10 times, I think Michigan wins more than loses. I mean, Duggan's stat line was probably one of the worst of his seasons. Yeah, it was for sure. The team did fine. Okay. I mean, they also got spotted 14 points and won by six. Really, they got spotted 21 points and won by six. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm just saying, if your teams did worse, way worse for the 14 people that texted me, maybe celebrate privately. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, that's So fair. don't reinforce some little brother stereotypes or do what you want unless what you want to do is misdemeanor assault. Don't do that because we've learned there are consequences for misdemeanor assault. I honestly thought that Michigan was going to beat TCU, lose to Georgia, which would have obviously been a step up from last year. They did play better than they did last year, but it's still a loss in the semifinal, so it doesn't help much. It's not a moral victory. Yeah. Michigan brings a ton back. So the game next year should once again decide the East and the conference and have at least one yeah. playoff team in it. Uh, but, man, it felt like they had a good shot, just like we were talking about. Like, I do. It, it seemed like a good shot because they were favored and whatever. Michigan can still pull off an upset. Michigan was supposed to lose against Ohio State and won the game. Right. Like, it can happen. Yeah. Uh, I said beforehand – I thought people were overlooking TCU. I was impressed with them, especially their defense, not just the pick six, is, but the way they hit and tackled, the way they seemed to refuse to let momentum fully yeah. shift back to Michigan when it easily could have. Sometimes Michigan loses, and the other team is uh, soured for me for a while, but I definitely don't feel that way about TCU. Uh, they're like – I said to a, a friend of mine, I texted him during the game, after TCU fumbled and then Michigan scored on the next play, I said, this will be interesting because TCU is known for coming from behind, and now the roles are reversed. It'll be interesting. And then they scored. They, yeah. they answered, obviously. Yeah. but uh, yeah, I, Michigan I, pulled within three at one point mm-hmm. after being down a lot. And, and then gave up was... a touchdown immediately yeah. on a third in like seven. Missed the tackle. Duggan's one throw in the red zone where he goes getting smoked as he threw it was, it was one it was of the clutch. best throws I've ever seen in my entire life. Not that throw, but I think it was, Dude, it was in the first Okay, half. so this just came to me. Max Duggan in this game was kind of like Tim Tebow. <laughs> where he didn't complete a bunch of passes, but he also made winning plays when they needed him to. That's fair. I don't know. Yeah. Uh... J.J. McCarthy, outside of the two picks, was 20 for 32, 343 yards and two touchdowns, which were actually three touchdowns, <laughs> with 52 yards rushing and another TD. He's a true sophomore. I think he'll be fine. I I take that back. I think he'll be a really good quarterback. I don't think his two pick sixes mean he sucks. So, you have anything to add? No, I mean, it was, it was a great game. These, like... This is the first year that we've had two close semifinal games, and it's pretty incredible. Um, mm-hmm. Ultimately, those two pick sixes were insurmountable, and the defense is not what they were all year. That that was the that was the surprise to me. Like giving up that many points, like it was obviously fourteen less than it really was because the offense gave up fourteen of those points. But I I said, "What is going on?" Out loud multiple times because of the defense. It looked like Ohio State's defense, and Ugh. it was pretty crazy. But. Uh, yeah, and then and then the old line struggled to get the run the run game going. They had about as many rushing yards after the first carry of the game for sixty yards. The rest I, of the game, I didn't look at the numbers because it would have been too annoying to look at. Yeah, I think that Michigan had more false starts in this game than the rest of the season. Yeah, it was, it just was uncharacteristic. insane. Like you, you just like it's just weird. Like, like where's this? It seems like Harbaugh is a really good coach. Other than lately, in the in the Ohio State game, 
but except for really in really big games. Like uh, I think that's like, overblown. Like he's done well the last two Ohio it's State a, games. It's only but. yeah, but it it's a big game leading up to the game until Michigan wins, and it's ah oh, they should have won that game. And then if it's a big game that they lose, see Harbaugh can't win big games. And then yeah, I don't know. I'm fine with him in big games. He didn't make the team false start. He didn't throw the pick sixes. He didn't fumble. I mean, he maybe called the play to hurry up and hand it off. But yeah. I don't know. I think this was more on execution than on I, Harbaugh, even though Harbaugh definitely made some mistakes in this game. Yeah, I felt bad after <laughs> after the they reversed that catch. I, when the fumble happened, I called that fumble. I was like, watch, they're going to fumble now. And then they did, and I felt bad. But then they were down to the one again, and I was like, after they reviewed it, and it was actually a good call this, that, that time, I said, they're going to score a touchdown here. And then they did, and I was like, well, okay, I called. I got When they put call. in Kalel Mullings again, I said, he better freaking <laughs> score this time. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I was. I mean, like, obviously, obviously, I. Anytime Michigan loses, I get excited. But it would have been nice if Michigan would have won and Ohio State won. It would have been really fun to see that in a national championship game. And so part of me was rooting for Michigan in that game. But it was still, it was still really awesome to see Michigan lose, especially on that last play that was an embarrassment that they almost got billed on. Billed, should have got billed out on. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Not an embarrassment that they almost got billed out. It was a blown call. They did almost get billed out. That's true. It's not wrong. They should have got the, billed out on it. But they it, almost yeah. got billed on it. Those both can be true. Yeah. And they, it was an embarrassing play. All three can be true. And it was an embarrassing review again. I thought you weren't going to talk about the rest anymore. You brought it up. So, talking <laughs> about just like wrapping up the football season, recapping feels, I'll go for Michigan, you can talk for Ohio State. I I just seriously think it's almost funny to me how quickly things shifted for us Michigan fans. We're going 13-0, and winning back-to-back Big Ten championships while making the playoff twice in a row became not enough. Like, I this season was a disappointment – but we are acting like Brady Hoke is the coach right now. Not we, but yeah. And not me. But some fans are acting like they're fine if Harbaugh goes to the NFL. And I'm just like it wasn't that long ago. 2 and 4 was 2 years ago. Yeah. The COVID season. Like the last two coaches before this were Brady Hoke and Rich Rodriguez and now we're going to act like 13 and 0 Back-to-back Big Ten championships, making the playoff twice in a row is, like, embarrassing, and it's not. So, whatever. Michigan should have won the game. They lost the game. Great. Taking a step back, it was still a great season for them. Uh, I have a question. Yeah. Do you think that if we still did it the old-fashioned way, where there was no national championship game, it was just all based on voting and all that, and you just Michigan played in the Rose Bowl this year, they played Utah – they would have won another share of a national title this year, easily. Probably. Wow. I mean, we talked before about how it should be malleable, and this year it should have <laughs> been Michigan, Georgia. Well, I mean, clearly in the BCS national title it clearly shouldn't have been. No, I mean it should have because, like I said, the more teams you add, upsets will happen. It's not about who plays like. Ohio State had their chance against Michigan, and they lost it. That, in my view, honestly, that should have eliminated them. I, more teams doesn't mean the best team. I prefer college football when 
when there's less of this. I don't like I think, the NFL as much. I think the problem is there's so many teams. Yeah. And there's, like, TCU and Michigan didn't have any common opponents. TCU, yeah, they lost to Kansas State. But why should that eliminate them when they sh- when Michigan didn't play Kansas State? Like, maybe Michigan would have lost to Kansas State if they would have played Kansas I, State I twice. understand that. But I also, if we go back to our episode where we talked about our ideas for the college football playoff, I said something like, you have to win a conference championship. Like, no more than this many teams from a conference. Yeah. I just, like I said, if they played these games over again, who knows what happens. I don't know. There's not not a perfect formula. There's not. No, I agree. But coming out of the conference championships, there were two undefeated conference champions. I'm not bitter about, like, Michigan lost. That's great. Yeah. I'll be rooting for TCU. But it also is just like, hmm. The BCS, I think, would have been better this season because TCU lost their game. The thing is, when, the, B- when the BCS exist, existed, there wasn't, a big, there wasn't a Big 12 championship game. The only reason the Big mm-hmm. 12 championship game exists is because of the college football playoff and because TCU got left out in 2014. So in that scenario, TCU is an undefeated conference champion. And then we move to four. No, I get it. Like, I, I just wish that we weren't, let's go to 12, but we really should go to 16, but we also should really go to, like, 24. We should go to 64. See, and then it's... <laughs> no, I think 12 is... Per- the season as as the tournament is how I prefer it. Yeah. Not, there, the season means less and less. Yes, more games late will have some meaning with whatever. I It just... Realistically, Whatever. there's not at the end of the year. There's not more than twelve teams that could win a national championship, and I think that is where we should finish. I think eight probably makes more sense, but twelve is fine. And once they expand to twelve, I'm perfectly cool with that. And with the yeah, but the, they're going to learn that more teams, more money, and then it'll probably expand again. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, Michigan is in a good spot as they've been in a very, very long time, and assuming. Yeah. Harbaugh does indeed come back next year. They're primed to be set up for a good chance to at least uh, they're they're primed for a chance to do it again. Yeah, the three at feet. least. Uh, is Michigan State going to be better than they were this year? No. Does Penn State, who's breaking in a new quarterback, scare me? Not really. Michigan plays at Minnesota, but Minnesota loses Mo Ibrahim. They play Purdue at home, but who knows what Purdue's even going to look like? Purdue yeah. hasn't given Michigan the trouble that they've given. Ohio yeah. State. They play Ohio State at home. So I'm not saying Michigan will go undefeated again, but it would be stupid to definitively say that they won't. Yeah. Dang it. I, I wrote, watch Zach say right here that they won't. I'm calling it. And then you didn't. Oh, they probably won't. Okay. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, Ohio State is their, obviously their biggest test every year with how easy of a schedule they schedule, but... Um, and Ohio State, other than outside of C.J. Stroud, brings back a lot. But Outside of the most important position on the team. I mean, then, then they have a five-star quarterback that's just yeah. ready to go. You know who else was a five-star? Shane Morris. <laughs> J.J. McCarthy. Shane Patterson. Two-pick-six two J.J. McCarthy was yeah. a five-star. What do you got for the rest of the – Yeah, I mean, obviously it's a it's a tough year. Ohio State still made the college football playoff and came this close to making to the national championship and – if you want to play hypothetical, I feel like they had a good shot against TCU and win the national championship if they make that field goal, which is really tough to think about. But they ultimately failed in accomplishing their three biggest goals that they talk about all the time, beating that team up north, winning the Big Ten, and winning the national championship. And so, like, 
looking back at the season, yeah, it's a failure. It sucks, but it was still a really fun year, and uh, I still love the Buckeyes. Still love Ryan Day. Still love C.J. Stroud. Even though that he ultimately didn't win a lot of big games in his career, he he showed that he was who he was. I mean, he showed that he was a star, absolutely sweet Heisman finalist quarterback against Georgia, and so I really enjoyed that his performance against Georgia. Um, but, yeah, then going into next year, like, there's no reason to not have confidence that Ohio State will be really good again. They don't have a cakewalk schedule, like Adam said, I don't think. Like, they play Penn State every year. They play Michigan every year. They play Notre I mean, Dame again on the road. Michigan plays Ohio State and Penn State every year. Notre Dame's not good. I mean, Notre They'll be ranked probably way too high. Notre Dame's again. good. I would say Notre Dame's good. <laughs> and you're playing at Notre Dame, a yeah. historic stadium, you know, it's it, they're a good 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 team and they're bringing in Sam Hartman like I said, but um I I like what Ohio a lot Ohio State bring back brings back a lot. You said that CJ Stroud is the most important piece. I'd argue that Marvin Harrison Jr. is the most important piece. He played so well against Georgia against Ringo, who was supposed to be a first round pick that really did terrible in that game. He was getting picked on there. All their corners were really were really getting picked on in that game. Um, like they bring back all those wide receivers and uh, they'll they'll. Reload at the offensive line. They lose a couple of key guys, but I think they'll reload at the offensive line. I, th- I think the offensive line coach proved that he, the new offensive line coach proved that he is good when you have that performance against Georgia like they did. Um, but yeah, if the defense continue continue to improve under Knowles and they bring in they bring in more star power with five stars that have were freshmen this year that didn't get see the field that much. They bring back JTT. They bring back Jack Sawyer. They bring back a lot of their linebackers. They they are bringing in some really good corners that I think could see the field this freshman just because of how suspect that position has been <laughs> the last few years. But um, they have a real shot at ex- accomplishing all three of those goals next year, so there's no reason to be confident at with that. And, I mean, a lot of teams, like, I saw someone say, is J.J. McCarthy the best returning quarterback in the Big Ten next year? And I'm like, let's take a step back. Outside of Drake May and Caleb Williams – he might be one of the best starting, one of the best returning quarterbacks in the country, and I really don't think he's that good, if I'm being honest. So, like, I mean, Stetson Bennett's gone, Bryce Young's gone, Hennett Hooker's gone. A lot of really, really good quarterbacks are gone, and those teams are going to have to reload at the at that at the most important position in football. And so, I like I like Ohio State's chances with um, all the weapons they'll have for when they reload at that position with the five-star quarterback, Kyle McCord, we're assuming, wins that job. I mean, Brown could win that job, but we'll see. I really I, I really am confident in Ohio State going to next season. I'm saying they will win the national championship. No, but I'm saying they have one of the best chances in the country next year, and I'm excited for it. Well, let me ask you this, and I'm, I'm not trying to troll. I'm not just trying to be a dick, but hypothetically, Ohio State, Michigan, both go undefeated heading into the game. Mm-hmm. Is Ryan Day, I know that your answer is going to be no, you don't think he should be, but is he coaching for his job? That would be three straight losses against Michigan. Um, He's made the playoff <laughs> every year but one. Honestly, but like it's, the decision's not up to me. If it were me... It's not? I, no, obviously. <laughs> like, if it, if it were me, I would say no. I love Ryan Day, and I think he got a bit of his mojo back in that, that Ohio State game, that this last game, because he was creative, and he made great play calls all game, and he didn't call a single bubble screen, a single one, say that. And uh, uh, 
and he was fired up on the sideline, and uh, Ryan Day looked to be back to him old, his old self. The defense has to get it together, and he's going to give up the play-calling duties, which is a little interesting That's to me. why I don't know if he got his mojo back. Coming out of the game, he's like, I don't know if I should call plays anymore. But it, it, was, it made it seem like it was things it was that he said that before the game. With how quick okay. that report came out, like I, it seemed like it was a conversation that yeah. he had had before the game was my assumption. But, I mean, also, like Robbie implied that that seems like it's a – thing that a coach does on the way out. No, usually a coach on the way out takes over the play calling duties. Like, no, I'm not going to lose my mm-hmm. job, so I'm going to take over the play calling duties. But, no, I think it makes sense for him to give up the play calling duties. Calling duties. It doesn't mean he can't have a hand on that offense still and still manage the game and still be fired up. But he just looked like a different – he looked like a different guy out there. He was fired up, and I really love Ryan Day. He's 45-6 and six in his career at Ohio State. And he's done a very well job. He's he's made it very well. Job. Very, <laughs> he's done a very good job at Ohio State. And I think people tend to um, be have I don't even know my wording here. But just react too quickly to things. And I think Ryan Day will be fine. I, I mean, it's kind of coach. the flip side of Michigan was bad. Not the flip side, but Michigan was bad for a while. Then they were not good enough for a while. And then they had two very good seasons, which got better. Like they had a regular season loss last year. Yeah. They ended with two. This year they end with one loss, and it's still fans are pissed. Yeah. Ohio State, I'm not saying that they have plateaued. And even if they have, a plateau of making the playoff is pretty good. Right. Being oh, in the top four. They were a play away from the national championship yeah. game. Yeah, but – the fans are reacting similarly to Michigan fans. Yeah. Where they're like, maybe yeah, it's no. time. The only thing that makes me think that they might fire him is because Ohio State seems to, at least more in recent history, care more about that rivalry as a whole. Not, uh, not obviously, no, I mean, not I the agree. last two years. But Harbaugh took him 13 years to win the game. Yeah. Like, not, not 13 years, but it felt like it. But yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> it's sad how little that exaggerates things. But yeah. Michigan was more patient than I think Ohio State would be. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the other factor is there's guys out there like Mike Vrabel and like even Brian Hartline who like Ohio State wouldn't hesitate to to fire him because they feel like there's guys out there that could that would want that job and could do that job. I mean, well. Mike, Mike Vrabel. We don't know that he would leave the Tennessee Titans. I mean, the way the end of this year went. I mean, they've lost, what, like six or seven straight now. I mean, mm-hmm. I think Mike Vrabel would be tempted to go to Ohio State, his own matter. But um, there are guys out there that would be really tempted to go to Ohio State that would do a very good job. I bet Brian Kelly would do it. Yeah, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> but that's the only reason I think that is because I think Ohio State cares. I think there's a chance he'll be coaching for his job just because Ohio State cares about the rivalry a little bit more. And the plethora of names that they could go for, to to hire guys. Um Someone else could be born right on third base. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> and then, yeah, Ryan Day is still recruiting well. That's that's my other thing is, like, Michigan hasn't been recruiting that well, but then they have a top five well, transfer class. Yeah, they this year was a little down. Now, if these they Harbaugh rumors substantiate class. or if they drag on like last year, it won't be just this year. Yeah. But their, their class is still top 15-ish, is whatever. It? Yeah, 15, 16, I think. But then also, they took like they do have the second best transfer class, and they have like yeah. seven or eight guys. It's not, it's not like they're recruiting at a Michigan State level. Like they're, they're lower than what it should be. It's also not last, a terrible class. Last I checked, both rankings they were like 
with Michigan State was in within five spots of them in the transfer recruiting and then I'm not worried about it. This is like this is Michigan's worst year in a little bit recruiting. Yeah. And I think it's mainly tied to the Harbaugh stuff last year. So hopefully there's not more Harbaugh stuff this year. Um but they also are in on some highly ranked guys for the late period and they bring back a lot of people yep. for next year. I don't think they needed a top five class this year. I don't know. That's the, tw- the 2018 class was not as highly ranked either, and then it was a lot of those guys were who beat Mich- uh, Ohio State last year. Yeah, that's fair. So, uh, TCU Georgia predictions. So I'm throwing stats out the window. I'm throwing all of Las Vegas out the window. I don't care what the spread says about this game. Part of what stings about Saturday is that Georgia was beaten most of that game. They are not last year's Georgia's last year's Georgia team. They're not as good on either side of the ball, and people yeah. keep doubting TCU. Honestly, think Jalen Carter's a little overrated after that game. I, why I was glad Ohio State lost, but I was also like, Michigan could have taken him. Yeah, Jalen Carter was was gassed a lot of that game, and like when he did make incredible plays on the offensive line. CJ Stroud just like stepped past him like it was nothing, mm-hmm. like multiple times, and I was just like, "Where's this guy going?" And he just didn't look like that good of a player. But yeah, uh, at least not the consensus consensus right. first overall non quarterback pick in the next NFL draft yeah. type player. But uh, the two semifinal games were great, close games. So that means I'm probably wrong, and Georgia's going to win by 35. But I'm just going to go with who I want to win. TCU 38-34. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see TCU win. That'd be absolutely incredible to see Sonny Dykes in his first year win a national championship. Like, I don't know if that's ever happened. I assume it hasn't. And that seems like something nobody's talking about is that he's coaching in a national championship game in his first year. I don't know the last time that happened. Um, Should have been 2019. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Ohio State didn't get robbed by the refs. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I don't... If I'm being honest, I, I really feel like TCU doesn't have a shot. Like the talent gap the talent gap between TCU and Michigan was already decent. But then the talent gap between Georgia and TCU is See, gonna be even I, wider. I and, felt the same way after the Michigan game and then watching most of the Ohio State game, I was like, Georgia's not it. The thing is Ohio State like teams I think teams can get up for one game more than people like to paint out to be. And this might have been what Ohio State had done because Ohio State, talent-wise, is one of the top three talent, talented teams in the country, and Georgia is top two. <laughs> Ohio State's third, and Georgia's two, and Alabama's one. So you think Ohio State played above? I, I, I'm like they, they, they played a really good game. Like, C.J. Stroud You're played saying- out of his mind. Like, like, if we're being honest, like, on a normal day, C.J. Stroud isn't well, – because – C.J. Stroud did what only Joe Burrow had done um, against Georgia under Kirby Smart and throw for over 300 yards and and three touchdowns and no interceptions. Only Joe Burrow had done that against Kirby Smart. And do we think C.J. Stroud is Joe Burrow? I mean, I don't. Yeah, there we go. So, I mean, I think C.J. Stroud played out of his mind and uh, just showed up for a game that he needed to show up for. And I think that can be part of a factor too. But even if TCU does play out of their mind, and Georgia's plays a bad game. I still think, like, I think still think ultimately Georgia's talent is too much, and can, they'll get it done. Okay. Uh, viewer question: 
What, if anything, needs to change heading into 2023 to win a national championship? I mean, for Ohio State, it seems like an easy one. Their defense needs to play so much better in bigger games. Yeah. Like, their defense looked really good all season. It looked much improved, and I still think it is much improved than it was before Jim Knowles, but, like, you you can't give up that many points, that many yards in the two biggest games of the year. Yeah. And want to win a national championship. What, if anything, needs to change heading into 2023 for Michigan? I think they overthought some things, but I don't think that's something needs to change as much as they, if they could go back, they would do things a little differently, do things more like they had all year. Uh, being a little healthier would be great, but again, that's not a change thing. It just sucked having Corum out and Edwards out, or Edwards injured. I think, if anything, Michigan should try not to change too much. Yeah. That includes making sure Harbaugh's back. Uh, Corum might come back. He might leave. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. My, my question is, like, and I didn't watch every Michigan game. I didn't watch it all the way to the end and, like, all that, especially when they were up big. Like, it seemed like they gave Corum the ball a lot. Though. They gave him the ball a lot more once Edwards got hurt. Gotcha. I mean, it, so. He was carrying the ball a decent amount. They were still a running first team, but then when Edwards went out, they basically just gave Edwards his carry to Corum because Corum was handling it. Yeah, so do I mean, think... it was like a fluke hit that took Corum out. Like it's yeah, not but like the he more, just took the more too you many run hits. the ball, the more you run the ball, the higher chance you have that's of true. getting a fluke hit. You know, yeah. Like it seems like maybe that's something that Harbaugh might regret a little bit is having Corum run the ball so much and like, and that could be Corum coming back might not be a bad thing for Donovan Edwards or for Corum because Corum's stock could go back up. It's gone down since his injury uh, on draft projections and stuff. Yeah. But then it could also keep Edwards healthier. Um, yeah. Uh, so they neither of them Do they have, have some running backs so coming in? It didn't seem like they had depth at that position at all past Edwards. Um, they do, but I don't, freshman running backs, they're not five stars, so I don't – Yeah. I'm not going to try Hayden. to count on them. Nope. <laughs> Uh, on to basketball. So Michigan first. Gosh dang it, they lost. <laughs> yeah, sixty-three, wow. sixty-one to Central Michigan. What a shot, though. It was a crazy shot. What sucked for me is I was trying to get my son to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> and I was watching the game laying on the floor by his crib with the phone under the crib because if I took it out from under, he kept raising his head up, going "Dada," and I was like, "Nope," and I, whatever. So. Central made that shot, and I I couldn't even vocalize it. I was just like, and then I turned it back up, watched Michigan lose, and I just turned it off, and I had to be silent trying to get my yeah. son to sleep. It was terrible. Then they come out and they're up like eighteen to one against Maryland. Yeah, uh, on Monday or Sunday night. Um, normally, I don't get anything out of the broadcasters during the games. But against Maryland, they said a couple of things that were insightful. They said after Michigan lost to Central, there's a players-only meeting where they addressed some stuff going on in the locker room. They challenged each other to put in more effort. Um, and they also said the coaching staff told the team, especially the guards in the wings, to attack the glass for rebounds instead of trying to leave it up to the bigs. Um, it helped that Maryland had a crazy bad shooting night and that it was Hunter Dickinson playing against Maryland because yeah. Hunter Dickinson hates Maryland. <laughs> but Michigan still only shot 27% from three, and they won by 35. Wow. Uh, I hope that the players-only meeting really was a turning point for this team, but I am a little worried 
that they just looked good because Dickinson is still pissed at Maryland for not really recruiting him, and then Maryland didn't shoot well. Um, Maryland yeah. made their first field goal almost eight full minutes into the game, wow. and Michigan finished with more rebounds, 49, than Maryland had points, 46. <laughs> that is tough. Yeah. That is a blowout, and that's a Big Ten opponent. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Ohio State beat Maine and Alabama A&M, and then they beat Northwestern by 16. Yeah, I mean, Northwestern ended up closing the gap a little bit, but that game started similar to the Maryland game. They were up like 35-17 to 17 at halftime, and that was even after a Northwestern run at the end of the half. They were up <laughs> like 30-8 to eight at one point, and I was like, wow. And, uh, I mean, Ohio State, has, they've looked really good, in my opinion, in the last couple weeks, and uh, they've gotten better on defense and uh, which I think is huge. They have one of the best offenses in the country, and they have just so many different players that can get buckets. But I really love freshman Bryce Sanzabov. Texted you about him a bunch, and he's just so good. I honestly think at this point in his season, like compared to Malachi Branham at this point, I think Bryce Sanzabov is better. And um, I think with him and like Zed Key and Suing and Sean McNeil is a way better score than I expected. Even, like, guys off the bench. Like, at one point, the broadcaster brought it up. The, just as soon had a bad to- turnover, and they brought in Tanner Holden, a guy who averaged 20 points a game last season. Uh-huh. And it's like, they just have guys that can get buckets. And, and then even they brought in a bunch of the backups against uh, A&M, and they, they were just getting, like, they were just still getting buckets. Like, they had, like, five white guys in, and I'm like, don't even know half the guys that are – and they're just draining threes still, and I'm like, just loving the offensive output from the Buckeyes this season so far. And I think that they're – I think they're a legit dangerous team, and they're they're ranked again now, and they got Purdue this week, which is a, t- a really tough test. But I think they can compete for the Big Ten title this year and make some noise this year. They could. Uh, coming up, Michigan hosts Penn State on Wednesday – and then they're at Michigan State on Saturday, January 7th. Uh, Penn State is scary to me, to be honest, because of Jalen Pickett and the team's ability to shoot. Yeah. Shooting 38% from three on the year. Hopefully Hunter Dickinson is able to take advantage of his significant size and or experience advantage in the post. Uh, Penn State has their their main big guy that plays uh, that's 6'10", is a freshman, and then they have a 6'9", and 6'7", guy that wouldn't be able to guard Hunter Dickinson, I think. Yeah. Uh, I think Michigan will beat Penn State, and then honestly, I think they'll probably lose at the Breslin uh, because it's at Breslin on Saturday. Yeah, I actually. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I actually like. Uh, I actually like Michigan to upset Michigan State in the Breslin. Just they. I think they figured some things out. The I know Maryland's Maryland, and Michigan State is better than Maryland, but. Um, I mean, I, I, I do have to say, sorry. So Hunter Dickinson was pissed about or pissed at Maryland. He has shown some fire against Michigan State, yeah, also. Yeah. And he does kind of thrive in that environment where people hate him. So maybe, maybe he will be a little more juiced up for that game as well. Yeah, and I mean, I think I think it's tough to when you're as inconsistent as Michigan has been this year. I think it's tough to go 2-0, so I think that they they might uh, be looking ahead to that Michigan State game and drop the game against Penn State at home, but then that'll just get them even more fired up for that Michigan State game, and I think they'll upset the Spartans. Hope you're right. Yeah. Uh, Ohio State, this is if they're going to win the Big Ten, this is a big, big game. Huge game. Thursday, they host Purdue, mm-hmm. uh, and then they're at Maryland on Sunday the 8th. Yeah, so I actually really like Ohio State's I mean, 
Edie will clog up things on the inside, but Ohio State can shoot the ball so well. I really actually think that Ohio State will be able to keep up with them offensively, and I think they'll be able to score from the outside on them. And I actually like Ohio State to win this game against Purdue. They, the, Ohio State just has so they have so many guys that can shoot the three ball and shoot the three ball really well, and I think that that'll help them against a team like even Zed Key, like being able to shoot the ball surprisingly this season will have to bring Edie out sometimes and just being able to spread the ball out um, will help them against that Purdue team. And I think they'll beat the I think they'll beat Purdue and I think they'll beat Maryland on the road and go 2-0 this week and yeah. surprise some people. I've I've got Purdue in the first game, Ohio State in the second. Uh, I just think Purdue's better. Yeah, I that's I fair. I mean, Zach Eady's one of the best players in the country and stuff. Yeah, things no one is talking about. What do you got? I got if um, Ohio State and Michigan swap kickers, Ohio State wins. But if Michigan and Ohio State swap quarterback, Michigan wins. So mm. that's tough. Yes, it is. Uh, tweet of the week. What do you got? Oh, you don't have things no one's talking about? I don't. About? I was just going to say the Pac-12. I thought about it, but I did. <laughs> Just lost the Rose Bowl today, and then well, the day that we're recording, I then mm-hmm. lost to Tulane on one of the biggest choke jobs I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. Yeah. Tweet of the week. What do you got? Yeah, I got from <laughs> at Big Game Boomer. This is from a while back. It says it's Alabama, Georgia, and then everyone else. Uh, Ohio State would get blown out by either team. Clearly, that was way wrong because Ohio State lost by one and could have won the game. But um, I mean. Big Game Boomer has some of the worst takes I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, seriously. If I if I see something, he's got so many followers. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. If I see someone uh, post something and I see that logo, I just keep scrolling. I can't. Oh, I saw someone. I saw someone post this tweet. I actually didn't even find this tweet itself. I just took the screenshot that someone tweeted of it after the game. Was like, yeah, that's my tweet of the week. There you go. Screw Big Game Boomer. Mine is from former Michigan defensive end Chris Wormley. Michigan football is in a good place if winning back-to-back Big Ten championships and beating Ohio State back-to-back isn't good enough. Keep your head held high, boys. Hashtag go blue forever. Wow. With that, we're, I mean, we're going to talk about the national championship uh, next time, but mainly into basketball season heading into March Madness. <sighs> or one or both of our teams will be in there. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but until then, go blue. Go Buckeyes. Go Buckeyes.